When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. We're here on the road. Hale Varsity Radio at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista. You're invited out. Kickoff, T-minus, what do we say here? One hour, 56 minutes. Nebraska Rutgers from the birthplace of college football. Will Nebraska be finding their way home? Dare I say with a two-game conference winning streak. It is Prediction Friday. We'll give you our thoughts, and uh, we are excited to be here Food and drinks galore here at the Hale Varsity Club. We are uh, in La Vista, and we are nestled between Cabela's and Embassy Suite. So come on out. Don't have anything going on for the game. Get a bur- burger, get a beer, and uh, wear your red as uh, Nebraska on the road at Rutgers. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Will Wilson is chained to the studio back in Lincoln. We love him for hanging out with us and you can get in touch several ways we are streaming here on stage here at the hale varsity club and uh you can watch us on espn lincoln's facebook espn lincoln's twitter also the hale varsity radio twitter feed at h varsity radio elijah herbal to my right chris schmidt and uh, artez craig the uh, brother of should-be Hall of Famer Roger Craig checks in from the road, says, hey, fellas, go Big Red. Let's get that road win. So Artez already calling his shot. You can email in chris at hailvarsity.com or give us a shout at 466-3776, 466-3776 or 800-825-5865. We got an incredible studio set up here, and we got lights bearing down. I'm going to confess I'm going to confess to several crimes here with this light bearing down on me. It's pretty good. But listen, it, it's, uh, it, it's weird. It's a Friday ball game. Uh, this two years ago, or, or the COVID year, right? Two years. Nebraska got a win in December in Piscataway. You fast or you rewind a little bit further back. You get a road win Friday night against Illinois. So Nebraska's 2-0 on Friday nights. Call the bookie. Well, Rutgers is not a place that many teams go to and lose, right? (laughs) It's been 20 straight. (laughs) It's been a while. It's been 20 straight. If there's anything I've seen from Nebraska over the past four and a half seasons, it's that Nebraska would be the team to go in there and break that streak. But it it comes down to the the different influence that Mickey Joseph brings to this team, as well as Bill Bush to the defense. Mm -hmm. That's that's the big question tonight is, was Indiana just a a one-game thing? You know, Indiana was undermanned. Nebraska had a lot of juice. A night game at Memorial Stadium coming off the bye week. They had all the energy last week. The the question tonight is – is that sustainable moving forward? If Nebraska can sustain what they did last week, not only in terms of energy, but in terms of uh, 
clean football tackling-wise defensively, lining up in the right spot and clean up some of those uh, those penalties. I think Nebraska should be able to go in and beat Rutgers tonight. I think they out-talent them on paper, but if they start to regress back to some of those older things we saw from the Oklahoma game and from the Georgia Southern game, uh, missed tackles, uh, bad defensive alignments, uh, not willing to, to go to the bench and have that next man mentality, not bringing the juice on a Friday night. It's going to be weird. Rutgers is sold out tonight, but Friday night is still weird. If they regress back to some of those things, it could be a long night for Husker fans. But if they just go out there and do what we expect from them based on what we saw against Indiana last week, I think Nebraska should be able to go out there and, and beat Rutgers this weekend. You know what? Nebraska may out-talent Rutgers. They need to out-tough Rutgers tonight. And uh, Nebraska is uh, is poised to do so. The lineup is as follows. Tom Chattel going to be with us here on site. He is working on getting here. So the uh, veteran columnist, great writer with the Omaha World Herald going to be with us in a little bit, Jacob Padilla from HailVarsity.com and Magazine. He'll join us. We'll get his take on Nebraska Rutgers and the prep preview for tonight. Lots of high school action in the area. In hour two, the pride of Fairbury NBC Sports, Bill Dolman, will join us. And then Brady Oltman's also live from Piscataway in the press box. Brady will check in with us on the stream and on the air and then Clausburn, the Friday forecast rounds us out as we get ready for kickoff. It is Prediction Friday. Matt chimes in, and I'm the only one that won't wear any of my current Husker gear because it's too soiled with bad losses. I need some new stuff, but don't want to buy anything till there's at least a three-game win streak in a row. Hey, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm superstitious. Uh, there's an old champion's sweatshirt. It's a gray champion sweatshirt that has Nebraska across the front that was my father's. And this thing survived the 70s, made it through the 80s, and, and was, uh, it was being worn into the 90s. It got retired after the third national championship. It's still at my mom's house, and uh, it, it retired when T.O. retired. We tried to break it out during my my college years, but it was, it was taken back. Uh, everyone has that lucky Husker hat or shirt, but uh, maybe the, the live chicken didn't do it, and you've had to perform some sort of burnt sacrifice uh, with this run Nebraska's bid on. So I hear what you're saying, Matt, when it comes to uh, that lucky Husker shirt, that lucky Husker hat, the, the, the stuff you wear to a ball game. Will's got his wheels turning. Will, you have some sort of... Uh, He's, he's, got the, he's got the lucky Big 8 hat on right You do. Now. You have the lucky Big 8 uh, hat going on. The era of Charles Thompson, uh, Hartley Dykes, Barry Sanders, and the incredible, God rest his soul, Ken Clark. Uh, is that your lucky lid come football season? Yeah, you can definitely say that. Um, I was talking to my dad the other day. It's his hat. He said he got it off the uh, on the deal uh, shelf for two bucks back in the day, and some guy offered me <laughs> sixty bucks for it at the bar the other day. So, and I had to, I had to turn down that deal. But yeah, it's my it's my lucky hat. Hasn't been doing two good things uh, lately, but hopefully he does some good things for tonight. How's your forgery? If you signed Devaney on the bill, you could probably Ooh. get six hundred. 
Yeah, on I, that. I can start with my left hand. We can, we can maybe make that work. Do that. Well, well it's, it's been so bad over the past couple of years, though, that with uh, attire. We're super in, in, positive in, in, today on a Friday, aren't we? <laughs> with with, 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 with the, the game day traditions, I have lost my sense of superstition. Nebraska is, has really beaten me down so bad over the past couple of years that I've lost all sense of superstition. I don't think it matters what I wear anymore. I don't think it matters, you know, what I eat for lunch on Lucky a game day. socks, I, underwear. I, I yeah. used to think all that mattered. Until no matter how I changed it around over the past couple of years, Nebraska kept on losing. It really it, it beat that superstition out of me. So if there's any positive to take from the past four years, it, it's not up to me to go win this football game. It's down to the players. It, it's about the where you, where are you see where are you seated when they're winning. That's a true thing. The other superstition that's been a thousand percent on the money. What is the clock at when the national anthem ends? If it dips below. A minute. That's the that's how tight the ball game is going to be as it, as it continues to wind. When it starts, when you start the national anthem, and you dip below, you know, four minutes and fifty seconds. Does it end at seventeen seconds? Does it end at twenty-one? That's been right more times than not. My father used to tell me anyway about what the spread of the game will be. If it goes the other way. <laughs> All bets are off. It's going to be a tight one. Jeff chimes in, says, go Big Red. Brennan said, I had a shirt that said, let the Frost era begin. Uh, We'll just say that shirt is one with the earth currently. (laughs) Pretty good. You know, I I got a little Sopranos nostalgia. Can we crank that up, Uh, Will? I mean, we can just title this the Sopranos Bowl a little bit because... You know, it's Jersey. It's a it's a trip to the East Coast. Usually, when Nebraska played in Jersey, it was a kickoff classic back in the day, back in the '80s. But is is Nebraska going to treat Rutgers like Uncle Richie tonight? You can hope so, as as a Big Red fan. And I don't know what Sopranos character Nebraska currently is. Maybe Ralphie, because he's a good earner. Could be the Ducks. Oh, the Ducks. <laughs> they just kind of make everyone angry, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're going to clog the pool. But uh, we'll dive in here. And think about this. 1,419 days since Nebraska's had back-to-back wins in Big Ten play. That was Minnesota in 2018. That was Michigan State. The Snow Globe game. And it's going to be about physical football tonight. You can join us here on Hale Varsity Radio. We're here at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista as uh, we're getting you set for kickoff. Guys, as we look at this thing and dive in, to me, it, it really is going to come down to Nebraska's confidence, right? They have the talent. Can they be confident? Can they get coached up? They've been coached up. Do they take that with them on the road? And it's it's easy to say, but I think, not to make too much of it, but I think as a Nebraska fan, it's okay to feel like, yeah, this is going to be a different team tonight, a different ball game. It's not just a one-time thing under the lights against an Indiana. I think you look at the matchup, you look at what Nebraska can do well, and, and there's some comfort in that if, if you're a Nebraska fan, but more so if you're a player, what you got coached to do during the bye week and in preparation against Indiana, it worked. And there is some confidence in that moving forward. 
Yeah, and with, especially look at the defense. The defense had a, a big opportunity to build momentum last week against Indiana, and they went out and did it. It was an undermanned Indiana offense. Yes, I get that. They were passing offense. They were down their top two receiving targets. Nonetheless, Nebraska put together a, a solid defensive performance aside from the second quarter. Second quarter got a little bit rough, but Nebraska regrouped at halftime, came back out, and, and they pitched uh, a pretty damn good game in the second half, the, uh, the third and fourth quarter. I was really impressed with what that defense did. They have another chance. It's not like this Rutgers offense is a bunch of world beaters tonight. That's not who they're going to be uh, going up against. You have a great chance as a defense to go into Rutgers and, and really give your team a great chance to win this football game. Nebraska's offense is not going to be able to move the ball with the same success that they could against Indiana, at least in my opinion. So it, it comes down to the defense building some confidence, uh, setting the offense up well by getting some three and outs or getting some turnovers. And if Nebraska can win that turnover battle, if the defense can live up to that energy that they put together last week, uh, I think they're, they're giving themselves a very good chance to win. It's not like this Rutgers team is special, in my opinion. They're a beatable football team. Uh, and Nebraska's just got to go out there and perform. If they can go out there, perform, and, and do what is expected of them tonight, I think they should be walking out of there with a W. Now, uh, you got some wild cards with it being a weird Friday night in Piscataway. It, it's going to be a sellout, but it's not like uh, Piscataway. Rutgers is a, a college football mecca by any means. You're going to have to bring your own energy, and if they can do that defensively, uh, if they can go out there and execute and do what's been coached by this new coaching staff, this new look coaching staff, I should say, I, I think it means good things. Working on getting Schmitty plugged in here. We're about to welcome Tom Chattel to the show. There we go. Tom Chattel's with us. How are you, man? Thanks for making the trip uh, across the intro, brother. Sorry I'm late. Uh, Standstill on Dodge. Uh, Is that a good or bad omen tonight? It was ugly. Uh, Well, there was a a car flipped over in the left lane. It's not good. And and, uh, fire trucks and all kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, just happy to be here healthy. Well, I am happy you're healthy as well, and good to have you here at the Hale Varsity Club. Tom Chattel with us. Tom, we got a, a, a couple of minutes here before a quick timeout, but just overall, uh, your your read on, on the mood this week from all the folks you hear from, from the Nebraska fan base. Yeah, it felt like a team that was uh, finally exhaled and just, you know, no drama, all football. That's Mickey Joseph. Uh, mm-hmm. That There's an adult in the room now. And, and uh, he holds them accountable. They can yell at each other on the sidelines, and it's not personal. It's about football, and he's – it's all – you know, they, they respect him, and he also commands that. And so I it's like a regular football program again. And so I like them tonight. I think they're going to they're, – they're loose, and – if they, they're going to have to play hard again, but I think mm-hmm. I think he's going to uh, demand they play hard the rest of the way. That's what makes this, this season suddenly very interesting. It is very interesting. Tom Chattel with us here at the Hale Varsity Club. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Will Wilson, uh, as uh, we're gearing you up for kickoff against Rutgers, 6 o'clock. So you have a, a nice combination here. There, there's always been some talent on the sideline, in the position room. But uh, now you have some toughness that's being implemented back in. And the talent should be able to take care of things, but it really is going to be about toughness on the lines of scrimmage tonight. Yeah, and and that's not something you do in in two weeks or a month or two months. That will have to be developed with with the next staff, hopefully, and over spring. Again, when he said after the Oklahoma game, we need to work on fundamentals, my first question was, what were you doing last spring? 
what we're doing in August. So these things have to happen in the off season. Uh, it's an overall culture, but I love what he's done in two weeks. Um, I, I just think offensive line has to grow up in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And the, the Indiana was okay. The, the tough assignments are ahead, but as we see the Big Ten West, how tough can it be? So um, it's not, not going to be smoke and mirrors. They're going to have to play well, but they're going to have to get a block punt here and get a break there against some of these teams, and um, and they're going to have to play well on offense. But they've got they've got the the the, the talent for that. Yeah. So uh, I'm I wrote in again. I I, 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 I think tonight's. How well is Rutgers going to play? They're so-so, but I think it's sold out. They'll be all wearing black. But I think there's sort of a nervousness in Rutgers that maybe they aren't that good yet. And I think people are nervous playing Nebraska because you're, you're supposed to beat Nebraska. Tom Chattel with us here at the Hale Varsity Club. A quick timeout. Come see us here till 6 in Hale Varsity Radio presented by Currency. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Hale Varsity, here at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista, getting ready for Nebraska Rutgers. Need a beer and a burger? We invite you out here in La Vista. Hale Varsity Radio is presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Next hour, Bill Dolman, the pride of Fairbury, will join us. And uh, we'll also check in with Brady Oltman's. In Piscataway, Jacob Padilla on the way, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and Will Wilson. We say hi to Tom Chattel, back with us for another segment, kind of stay and uh, dive in. I mean, this West is yeah. wild, Tom. I mean, first let me say, this is my first time here. What a great place. I it's love it's sweet. Place. We're on a stage. We've got a light. We're going to confess later. It's like a college, I mean, it's like a Nebraska football hangout. Um, it is. College football. I'm sorry that the, the, the Broncos and Colts are still on. Oh, oh, tell somebody, me about somebody it, Tom. Needs to, somebody needs to put that game out of his misery. Are Talking to a Broncos? Broncos fan here, I've had to watch five games of that now. Elijah's looking for McCormick's vodka to uh, put in his eyes. I'm a Charger fan, and, and I, I feel your pain. Hey, Broncos always. Chargers next Monday night. Oh, no. Get ready for that. That's going to be terrible. Has to lose. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they both lose. Yeah. America loses, that's yes. for sure. <laughs> well, at least Herbert's fun to watch. Russell, not so much right now. But uh, with, with the West, you know, Nebraska's got some 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 opportunities. Not just tonight, but you, you get uh, Purdue that is dicey always against Nebraska. Brahms, tremendously talented. But then you have a, you have a nice home slate. I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be physical. But Illinois is... Not uh, not Juice Williams, uh, Illinois. Uh, Iowa's offense is what it is. And then, of course, Minnesota. How healthy do they stay? Well, there's, there's two things I think would be interesting. One is, yeah, the, the, the West is crazy. Uh, we all thought we all, Minnesota was going to roll through it. And then they kind of – they were not sharp last week. They did not show up for that. They were – and I, you got to get Purdue uh, credit, but mm-hmm. Purdue has been average in a couple of games themselves. So – we don't know who's going to show up week to week. Iowa it was Iowa. You know what they're going to be? Wisconsin. Yeah. And we'll yeah. see what Jim Leonard can do with that. Um, the quarterback isn't great. So um, it's it's fascinating. But a factor, a lot of these Big Ten West coaches hated Frost. And they thought he was a loudmouth and cocky. And they wanted to just 
take it to him. So they got up for him. Yes, big time. Um, Especially the guy in Minnesota, right? And the guy in (laughs) Iowa. They really love to beat Frost. Now he's gone. And and Mickey's kind of a coach's coach. Um, He's he's, he's, – He's no BS. He's all football. He's 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 pretty low key. What I said today, he doesn't say much, but what he says is is really good. Um, and so, it's I wonder if that takes a little edge off what these guys have. They went to Nebraska. Plus, you're supposed to beat Nebraska. Nebraska's a mess, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. So, they're very dangerous because they've got talent, and if they get coached up and play hard, then there's some teams in the West that I think. Maybe I'd be nervous about that. So, um, again, I think this this is a snapshot season that probably never happened again. They never had an interim coach, and he's a former Husker. He's got them playing hard. They've got talent. It's they've got a chip on their shoulder. I think it's it's going to be really interesting. I think it's it's a fun team to root for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, you saw Bill Bush this week get emotional about his family. It's it's a great story. It's you know you, you want them to win you want them, you, you want them all to come back um, at least the head coach uh, you want him to come back um, so I don't know I'm uh, again after Oklahoma I thought man this is going to be a low a long slow march to the end we drifted to Horrible, how how few wins right mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden man this might be fun well Tom the, the coaches this week kind of underplayed the fact that, that this is a weird Friday night road game in Nebraska's first true road test of yeah. the season. And I want to get your take on that mm-hmm. because you're not going to a place that's known for being, you know, imposing for visiting no. teams. But Rutgers does have a sellout tonight. There is still some some hype behind this Rutgers team this season despite what happened last week. Do you think that, that the the first true road test of the season should have been talked about a little bit more this week yeah. based on, on, on just what's at stake here for the Huskers? You're, you're still in play to go win a Big Ten West crown. Yeah, I, that's a good point. Uh, maybe – but we're not talking – still the focus is not even about the game anymore. We're still talking about Mickey mm. and can he get the job and who's out there. There's other other things that are being discussed right now besides the game. But, yeah, if you look at the game, you go, okay. I, I went to Rutgers uh, I think during the, the Mike Riley. Uh, they won that game. Mm. Um, it's it's they, a close they, one, right? They've never, they've never lost to Rutgers, actually. But Ethan they, Carter. Yeah. Big yeah. Game. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very good. I remember that now. Um the stadium was pretty full that day. It was an afternoon game. wasn't really intimidating. It's got a bowl, a little bit like KU in a way. Um, the fans are they're, they're, they're Jerseyites, right? They're tough. They're they're mean. They're ready to get after you. But it wasn't an imposing atmosphere at all. So um, the rest can get on top today again. Uh, my buddy, the the Newark columnist Steve Politi, said this week it's a must-win for Shiano. En- enough talk about progress. It's you, you've got to beat Nebraska. It isn't the old Nebraska. They're a wreck. You've got to beat them. So there's a little pressure on Rutgers tonight, I think. So um, they're in the East, and they don't have a lot of win. <laughs> hard hard to find wins. Uh, so this is one they they expect to win, but Nebraska cut it loose again. Um, I can't wait to watch. Tom Chattel with us from the Omaha World Herald columnist, and we're here at the Hale Varsity Club. You're invited out. little watch party going on. Kickoff at 6. We'll have Real Red Reaction stream only. So all the platforms on our Alpha Media family will be streaming uh, deep into the night or until the beer gets warm, right? 
at a place like this, I don't think the beer's, beer's ever going to get warm. That won't ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tom, let's let's touch on that that other storyline here real quick, bud, and that is uh, yeah. the, the names. And each week there's been kind of a hot name. And we were talking uh, with Coach Barnett about about Aranda just a couple of weeks ago. And before that was Campbell. And then he had Leopold, right? And, and then this week it's been well, a little momentum for Mickey here. But – uh, yeah, you see the number that's going to be invested into KU football. Uh, you know, you, you look at Nebraska historically, but you look at Nebraska currently, and then there's these coaches out there that even have built up or in great recruiting bases. Yeah, I, 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 I can't predict. I would not try to predict anything right now. I think yeah. everything's on the table. Um, I know Lance from his time at UNO and when he was with Solich, and what a great character guy. He fits what Trev wants. But he's such a character guy that I don't think he would leave Kansas after two years. Right. I think, and, you know, it's kind of like, okay, uh, it's like Jeff Brom a couple years ago. Levo made a run at him. Ah, I just got to Purdue. We got it going. Not yet. I think Lance will be not yet. So the timing might not be good for him. Uh, I'm sure he's, he's sitting there going, oh, Wisconsin and Nebraska are both open. Why now? But, um, <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, you know, every time Nebraska wins, Mickey will be the hero. Um, I just think you have to look at the whole the, the whole the whole thing with him the whole whole season. There aren't going to be a lot of wins for him probably, but if he gets them playing, if he could turn around the culture, mm-hmm. that's a great sign. So it would it would come down to possibly other guys maybe not being interested, and then he's, here's here's our maybe our best guys right here. Um, I still wonder. About Campbell, I think Campbell's still sitting there until he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Um, you know, Kleinman's a possibility. There's a lot of good possibilities um, out there. It's um, I don't know. I mean, there, it, there's choices. I, I, there's, I can't help but think there's going to be a name we haven't thought about that's going to swoop in and get it. Uh, I think at random. I've heard people say, well, maybe Mickey and uh, the, his other buddy Bill Bush. They know Randa very well. Maybe they could talk him into it, and they possibly, they could be salesmen for him to get him up here. So, um, I think anything's possible. Um, I think it'll be somebody. But again, Trevor's left the, he left breadcrumbs. He's left clues. <laughs> he wants development. It's not going to yes. be, Urban Meyer. It's not going to be anybody that's going to come in here for a couple of years and then leave. It's going to be, coming in. Here's what we're doing, and it's going to take a while. Sometimes the guys that are really good coaches don't take that long. Right. Like like Lance Leipold. I mean, it didn't take that long at KU. They had nothing. So, um, I, you know, I th- but I th- obviously I, th- I think we'll have to wait until December sure. <laughs> at the last Iowa game. Tom Chattel is with us here on Hale Varsity <clears throat> Radio. And, Tom, about three minutes left here. I just want to get your take. Mm-hmm. True or false that Nebraska and Wisconsin will be competing in this coaching search, trying to yeah, talk to the same coaches. I don't think, unless Nebraska's trying to hire Jim Leonard. I, I think well, that's I think that's what Wisconsin wants. They want him. Uh, they want to make sure they got him. I don't know that he, but I don't know that they had to fire Paul Chris now to get him. I don't think Leonard was going to leave during the middle of the season, um, and I don't think anybody was going to hire hire a coach in the middle of the season. So, I mean, they still could have probably fired Chris after the last game and gotten him then. But it might be harder to sell to the fans if you sell Chris after the season and then go for a guy who's still on the yeah. staff. Well, I, and I was talking to a guy from Wisconsin, so, well, what if Leonard doesn't do well? What if they kind of have a 
hot and cold finish. Uh, what would the reaction be? And he said, oh, they'll, they'll blame it all on Christ. So, <laughs> so There's I, a buffer. I, I think they have their guy. He's a Wisconsin guy. He's a, he, he's a Barry Alvarez walk-on. Um, he, he coached with the Randa at Wisconsin. Uh, he had a big NFL career I didn't even Ten know years. about. Yeah. And so he's a hot young guy. That, that He's a Wisconsin guy. He fits their mold. Um, so I would be shocked if it's anybody but him. Did you watch Get Into the Sopranos when it was on? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Nebraska, what character is Nebraska well, you know, football uh, right now in the Sopranos? Well, you know the guy, um, James Gandolfini, who played Tony. Tony, yeah. He he went to Rutgers. Yeah, so, oh yeah, he, um, he let him out their first bowl game. <laughs> with, he led Shiano had him lead him out with the flag um, and everything. So it's, it's a Tony Soprano bowl tonight. God, Nebraska used to be Tony, not now. <laughs> Maybe the uh, Uncle Richie. Yeah, it's somebody <laughs> somebody kind of goofy right now who tells old stories. Uh, Pauly, they're Pauly. But I think that's going to change. See, I'll stick with mine. I'll stick with the Ducks. They get the blood pressure rising, just like Husker football does for for Tony, and it's yeah. it, it works. It works. There you go. I like that. The, the ducks work. <laughs> you see, you see him, the, the stress levels rise, the blood pressure rises. The, you go, ugh. Maybe, maybe they're Tony's mom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Tom Chattel with That's us here funny. at the uh, Hale Varsity Club. Uh, Nebraska and Rutgers kick off. Get a beer and a burger. The wings are incredible. And uh, there's so many beer. Get the Hale Ale. It is a great fall beer. And if you're into Oktoberfest, a lot of choices there as well, Tom Chattel. Tom, enjoy your weekend, Hey, thanks buddy. for having me. Thanks for coming by. I need to come back and have the wings. Do the wings. I'll come back. The, the, please. We would love to have All you right. back. Thank Good. you for coming by. As uh, Tom Chattel with us. Hail Varsity on the road. Roadshow Friday. Jacob Medilla joins us on the way. Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio. And we're back. Fellas, think we could... Listen to the radio. On Hale Varsity Radio. Yes! That's awesome! Back with you here at the Hale Varsity Club Roadshow Friday for Hale Varsity. As we're in La Vista, uh, just nestled between Cabela's and Embassy Suites. Big thanks to Tom Chattel. Joined us on site. You are invited. Get some beer, get some wings, get a burger. And enjoy as uh, Nebraska Rutgers kicks off at 6. Watch party here at the Hale Varsity Club. Real Red Reaction follows immediately uh, on uh, all of our streaming platforms. Uh, Will Wilson back at our studios. Elijah Herbal to my right. Chris Schmidt. We say hi to Jacob Padilla with HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. He has hunkered down for some prep ball tonight. And, of course, Nebraska football on his mind so uh, Jacob you have Tommy Hill working with the wide receivers I just saw that news come out from Piscataway but overall uh, let's dive in what do you think about uh, tonight here what are some keys for you let's get heavy first yeah um, the keys would be to kind of build off of what they did last week Um, I think we saw some tweaks uh, to, to what they had been doing previously, particularly defensively, uh, kind of a different level of aggression there. Um, their corners were up a little bit tighter, playing a, uh, a bit more uh, press coverage. Um, we had guys moving around a little bit. That, that nickel spot was kind of uh, wasn't just a cover guy. They were putting him close to the line of scrimmage, uh, kind of moving him around. They were blitzing some different guys and dropping some other guys back. So um, 
just saw a, a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball, a little bit more. Uh, I mean, uh, create. I mean, they, they talked about simplifying things, but they also move guys around and mm-hmm. um, try to find different ways to, to let them uh, play to their strengths. And I think that's what they needed for this group. So we know kind of what the issues that Rutgers has had at the quarterback position in particular. So obviously they're going to have to uh, hold up against the run game. We know um, they, they've kind of been working a couple guys back there. They haven't had a lot of success airing it out. So um, just don't give up any big plays there um, and really kind of stack the box against them. And then offensively, just make good decisions. Um, be efficient with the ball. I think we saw them ride in Anthony Grant last week. Um, I think you're going to want to be able to do that again. That's where it has to start. And then off of that, see if you can hit a big shot here there. We saw that in the, the, the long touchdown to Trey Palmer last week. Um, so try to mix in a few of those deep shots with kind of hammering underneath with Anthony Grant. Jacob, I think you laid out what Rutgers' offense does well and what they don't do well. As for their defense, you got into it a little bit as well. Their secondary, pretty experienced. Uh, as for their front seven, uh, not as outstanding as their secondary, but still a solid front seven. It's uh, definitely a defense that carries the offense uh, as opposed to the other way around. And whenever you, you look at that, both offensively and defensively for Rutgers, where do you think Nebraska is going to have to go win this football game? Is it offensively? Is it defensively? Or, or it could also be the special teams as well. Yeah, I mean uh... – Offensively, uh, they're going to be challenged more than they were last week. So mm-hmm. um, Indiana was the worst defense they had left on their schedule. So they, they did what they needed to. They didn't have a great day, um, but they, they scored enough points there to, to win that game um, with <laughs> a little bit of help there from the other units. Um, but um, it's I think defensively they have to again like build off of what they did last year. We can't. You don't want this to be a case where um, it's back and forth down to the wire to where um, you're struggling. And I guess you don't want to lose a battle of Rutgers defense against Nebraska's offense versus vice versa. Cause obviously Rutgers defense has been their strength for Nebraska. I mean, offense has been inconsistent, but I think you'd definitely point to that side of the ball being stronger than the defense, um, particularly with some of the playmakers you got on that end. So um, I, I guess I, I think we'll, we'll go with the defensive side of the ball, continue to build off of what you did last year or last week, um, take another stride forward there. And you cannot let a, a team that has struggled offensively get loose on you. Um, we saw we saw how bad they were early in the season, one of the worst defenses in the country. Um, they, they can't slide back into that and let guys, a team that hasn't been able to move the ball and score points on uh, a, a lot of teams this season outside of Wagner, which doesn't really count, um, do that against Nebraska. So I, I'm definitely looking at the defense um, because offense, I, I don't know what we're going to get out of that offensive line with kind of trying out some different guys there. That's kind of the big question on that side. But I think they'll be able to make some plays as long as they hold up long enough. Defense, we just can't let it be. Uh, we're, we're trading blows here. You got to, you got to get stops uh, to, to follow up uh, the scores that you get. Jacob Badillo with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Jacob, we have news out of Piscataway, and that is that Noah Vedrill is expected to be the starting quarterback tonight for Rutgers. Thank you to Will for sending me this uh, this information so we can uh, bring it to you. Uh, so Noah Vedrill is going to be the guy, but it may be a two-quarterback system as Evan Simons also expected to get some snaps tonight. What is your reaction to a potential Noah Vedrill revenge game against Nebraska? Well, I'm happy for Noah. Uh, just uh, knowing him, uh, I, I'm happy he's finally able to – kind of get out there and play. Uh, I know this coming into the year, um, he was a leader on that team. Uh, he, he 
fought through a lot last year and kind of helped them take some strides as a program. Uh, I know they really like him uh, over there, and um, they've really been struggling to this point. So uh, we'll see if he can help maybe give them a little bit more balance. He's obviously more of a running uh, threat than uh, a great passer, but he's not. He's a guy that can go out there and um, can move the ball a little bit through the air as well. So um, we'll see kind of how healthy he is, how much of the playbook they've got open to him. We'll see how much they do rotate. I mean, heck, they've um, – they, they, they've gotten pretty creative at times. They've got what their tight end Langan is doing a bit, little bit of everything. He's out there receiving, but then they've got him running some wildcat quarterback. He's thrown a pass here uh, or, or two. Uh, he shielded night luck. <laughs> yeah, just the old school. Hey, let's let's try this guy at every position and see uh, see what what uh, what sticks. But um, yeah, I, I think it'll it'll be good for Noah to get back out there. Obviously, I think it'll be a little bit tougher for Nebraska. I think he just gives. Rutgers a little bit more at that spot than maybe they've had. He is the guy that they wanted to be their starting quarterback, um, kind of going into the offseason and just had the health issues that have kept him off the field. So, um, I, I, I mean, we, Noah's not a guy that's going to go and throw for 350 yards and five touchdowns or anything like that, but he is a solid, experienced player um, that, that, that knows how to, to kind of run the show within that offense. And Will, if he does go for 350 and five touchdowns, burn the tape. This never happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We are moving on uh, with uh, with Vedral. But uh, Jacob Bedilla with us, HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. We're streaming live, ESPN, Facebook, and Twitter, and the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter. About 60 seconds, Jacob. Thanks for squeezing us in, bud. Uh, high school, the prep schedule tonight. What's got uh, your antenna up? Honestly, uh, not a whole lot. I don't think it's a great week. There's some ones that I kind of marked down, but um, with the uh, volleyball, football, volleyball, Husker three nights in a row, this is kind of the first week that all seen long that I haven't really gotten a chance to, to get out there and um, go see a game this week. I, I was watching a little bit of the stream uh, last night of the, the Gretna Papio South game. Uh, Papio South made a made a push there, and then uh, Corver Demo is like, "Nah, this game's over with." Um, had a pick six, and then forced a fumble at the end of the quarter, and, uh, and then Gretna pulled away there. That's that kid's a monster. Um, that whole defensive front is good for Gretna, and um, so that's that's about the kind of the extent of the, the the prep football that I'm gonna squeeze in this week, at least in terms of watching live. Unfortunately. Keep locked into Jacob for all the volleyball coverage, and of course his uh, recap tale of the tape. Uh, as well with HaleVarsity.com at Jacob Padilla underscore. Jacob, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for jumping in with us, bud. All right, thanks for having me, guys. There he is. Jacob Padilla with us. We'll wind down this first hour. Hale Varsity is presented by Currency. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, Hale Varsity. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. We're on the stage here at the Hale Varsity Club. You're invited out. Real Red Reaction follows. Uh, Nebraska Rutgers tonight. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Will Wilson, Bill Dolman going to join us. We'll continue to read your comments and insight thoughts here as part of the StreamYard ESPN Lincoln Facebook, ESPN Lincoln Twitter, 
in the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed, a stream-only show tonight. If you're on your way home in uh, Omaha, uh, La Vista is where we are at next to Cabela's and next to Embassy Suites, the Hale Varsity Club. You will not be disappointed with the wings, the beer, the grub, the sandwiches, and, yes, the cold, cold beer. And they've got Top Shelf, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, those cocktails. You know, I envision like kind of a parade-like scene of confetti when Nebraska's in Seoul first place at midnight tonight, if they get the win. Predictions coming up with Clausburn. He's imaginary. He wears red. That's less than an hour away. Bill Dolman in 10 minutes. Reminder about your friends at Red Zone Tickets. Selling fun since 2001. Are you looking for Nebraska tickets? Are you looking for Husker volleyball tickets? Or do you need to sell some seats because you can't go? Red Zone Tickets, your answer. Uh, also, they have a great selection of Creighton basketball tickets, concerts, theater, CWS. Uh, I mean, it's all there at Red Zone Tickets, redzonetickets.com. They're local. They're incredible people, and they have your back. 100% guarantee on all orders. You'll receive authentic tickets and experiences you'll never forget. And A+. I know Will and I didn't get A-pluses. Well, maybe Will did. I know Elijah did. I'm the, uh, the one bringing the GPA down. Theirs is A-plus when it comes to Better Business Bureau rating. And uh, we invite you to check out Red Zone Tickets today. Get that item crossed off your bucket list today. Create the memories that last a lifetime. RedZoneTickets.com. More uh, commentary here in the stream yard. So uh, Matt says, Chris, uh, Nebraska is right after... Uh, Tony finds out Chris was using and wrecks the Suburban. That's when uh, Chris Moltisanti went uh, to sleep with the fishes. Jeff says Nebraska's got to play smart. Nebraska needs less flags against them. Uh, when it comes to smart quarterback play, you can't force against this Rutgers secondary. Uh, and uh, Phillips says props to Elijah. Uh, on the uh, the Clio with the intro the clap. It was, it was a typo. I, I clapped with the intro music there coming back oh, in. Oh, yeah. I said you got a Clio. Huh? That's <laughs> new to me. Well, back to back to Jeff's point though about uh, Casey playing clean football. The best way to allow him to play a little bit more free uh, to be able to take run some game? more chances. Run game exactly. Get single high safety looks. It opens up a lot of the field for Casey Thompson, and uh, that's what what you do to uh, allow him to take some more chances because. Single high safety, you feel a lot more comfortable as a quarterback taking that chance and, uh, you know, 40 yards downfield, pushing the ball down to Trey Palmer. If you make a mistake, if it's underthrown, if it gets picked off, it's less of a concern if you've already used your running game to get you to midfield, and now they're picking the ball off on their own, you know, 15-yard line as opposed to in your side of the field. Yeah, that was a tough uh, sudden change downtown shot Nebraska took that didn't work out. Hour two is on the way. Hale Varsity on the road at the Hale Varsity Club presented by Currency. Each year, approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed with brain cancer. Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more. Thank you for helping us fight for a cure.
Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmidt underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmidt. Thanks for hanging out. It's hour two. It's Hale Varsity Radio on the road at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Will Wilson back at our ESPN studios. Real Red Reaction follows tonight here from the Hale Varsity Club. The Pride of Fairbury, the professor, NBC Sports. We say hi to Bill Dolman. Bill Dolman is with us and we'll check in with Brady Oltmans from Piscataway here in a little bit and then the Imaginary red-wearing Claus Burton with the Friday forecast on the way. Billy D, are you ready for two in a row? Thanks for the time. Well, I, you know, I'm one of the unfortunate ones who was unable to get a ticket to go to that sellout crowd in Piscataway tonight. <laughs> Everybody's talking about how Friday night in New Jersey, the place is sold out. Can Nebraska handle the Rutgers crowd? Has anybody stopped to think maybe how many Nebraska fans bought tickets to the game tonight? Lots. Is it going to be like that sellout crowd at Maryland Volleyball last weekend where there were 3,000 people there for the first time and 2,999 of them were Nebraska fans? So you're telling me the blackout may just be halftime shots. Well, look, it, they, they sold it out for the Iowa game a couple of weeks ago, did Rutgers, much to the shock of everybody. But once things didn't go very well for them, and Iowa, with no offense, scored two defensive touchdowns. But once that game was obvious that it was not going to go Rutgers' way, that crowd was out of it, and many of them were gone. So I, I don't exactly think that Nebraska is running into a, a, a buzzsaw of a venue. I, I hope so, because I think it's much easier to play. You know I've said this many times. Energy, if if yeah. the opposing crowd is into it, it's a lot easier to play in then if you're playing, you know, if you're swimming with the fishes and nobody's there but dead bodies, right? So <laughs> I hope there's a good atmosphere, but if it's if it's not very if it's lackluster, it'll be kind of tough to play in. You heard it from Bill Dolman first. The best way to get a better home field advantage in Nebraska is to stop showing up to games. It's not my word, it's Bill Dolman's word. That's how you throw an opposing team. <laughs> wow. <out. laughs> Twisted those. Hey, you watched the Purdue games the last few times Nebraska's played in West Lafayette? Yeah, it's been invite only, for sure. So, Bill, whenever you, you look at this game tonight, aside from the factor of, uh, you know, the, the, the crowd, how much that's going to factor in, when you specifically look in diving down into what's going down on the field, what, what are some keys for you for Nebraska to get a victory tonight? A lot of people talking about uh, Casey Thompson being able to protect the football. we got the offensive line being able to generate a push. Uh, we have cleaning up the penalties. Well, what, what are some of the most important things in your eyes uh, that Nebraska needs to do tonight to go get a victory? You know, I don't know that we can necessarily gauge Nebraska before Mickey and Nebraska after Mickey. I think Nebraska before uh, Mickey – probably struggles in all kinds of areas and there and there are question marks for a different reason but based on what we saw last week against indiana and okay indiana didn't have their top two wideouts okay fine they still had to play with the players that were on the field and nebraska's defense i thought played pretty spirited football maybe for the first time in over a year uh 
the Michigan State game last year, I think that was a pretty spirited performance by the defense that should have won in the game. But the way Nebraska played defense, and you know, they what they what was the stat that came out? Nebraska was averaging 13 missed tackles per game, and I thought that was a low count. And they had six missed tackles last week uh, in a simplified scheme against Indiana. And it doesn't matter who was or who was not on the field. Nebraska was making tackles last week, and I think everybody would agree. That was a much more fun defense to watch than what we've been subject to throughout the course of the first uh, quarter of the season. So I I look for Nebraska to maintain. I want to see Nebraska maintain that spirit defensively, regardless if it's at home or the first true road game of the year. If they play with that, that spirit and intensity and go out and make plays, then I think it bodes well for Nebraska. Also, that defense will be facing Noah Vedral. And Vendrell has not thrown a pass at all this year. He only had four carries against Ohio State last week. So as experienced as he might be, and he's much traveled from Central Florida to Nebraska and out of New Jersey, and he's got to be close to 30 years old now. But still, he has not taken very many snaps this year. That's coming uncalled off the bench. And I can't imagine he's going to, riddle that Nebraska defense, so they may be looking to, to pound it. Might be a running game. Noah's got a, a thumb injury. I mean, that's why he only carried right. it and saw spot duty. And and he, maybe Mr. Miyagi showed up to Piscataway. I don't know, but I'm thinking the uh, the thumb may, may harm him a little bit. But you know there's going to be a little extra giddy-up for Noah against Nebraska. Bill Dolman's with us, NBC Sports, Pride of Fairbury, the professor. Hale Varsity here at the Hale Varsity Club. Live Roadshow Friday. We're here in La Vista. You are invited out. You want a place to come watch Nebraska Rutgers. Hey, this is the spot. Incredible wings, cold beer, and I can't guarantee a victory, but if they win tonight, it's because of the club. Uh, anywho, <laughs> uh, move it on. Bill, listen, Mickey's brought a sense of, of calmness, and Elijah made a great point in hour one about the the talent matchup. Nebraska's more talented than, than Rutgers, but what Mickey can bring to the party tonight and has been, and, it, and it's an ongoing thing, but they can bring that combination of talent and toughness because you'll need to be ready to throw down uh, with a bunch of jury dudes tonight to to will yourself to victory. Do you, do you have concerns about that? Okay, you were tough against Indiana. Now you got to bring that toughness on the road uh, in Piscataway uh, against a team that Chiano, I mean, that guy's a beast. He's, he's a hell of a good coach. Uh, he's just not always had the, the top talent. You know, I, I hate to say that uh, I'm, I'm worried about Nebraska reading too much positive press because things went so well. You know, according to the script that you would hope on homecoming, night game, all of the excitement that, you know, that they have not bought into six days or five days worth of hype. There's there's not much that there's not an overconfidence going into uh, the game tonight. But, you know, one thing I think that Mickey has has maybe brought to that team that it well it was lacking a lot of things. But Nebraska does have talent. There's there's no question were they well coached before? Well, apparently not. But I think he's brought them a sense of purpose. And and I don't know if that's guys who are, you know, that team collectively is galvanized around Mickey and maybe Mickey's the guy and we're going to play for Mickey. 
but there just seems to be something that has unified that team to get it to go in the right direction. No, it did not go well against Oklahoma, but for the most part, everything that we heard, plus there was that bye week, which I think was so critical for them. Mm -hmm. But I just get that sense that Mickey has at least identified in their minds that they're playing for something, that they're playing for Nebraska, that they're playing for their potential, that they're playing for their talent, that they're playing for the belief that people had in them, and collectively they could do something pretty special the rest of this season. And maybe it is that guys are motivated to do well for Mickey because they like the guy. They love the guy. They play, like playing for him, and they like the changes that he's brought about in the last couple of weeks. But there just seems to be a spirit of purpose in that program that really wasn't there maybe the first part of the season. Bill Dolman is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Bill, I hate to go there on a game day, but I have to after everything you just said. What, what do you think Mickey has to do this season to, to lock up the job? Is it go make a bowl game, win a bowl game, go – be in, in contention for the West. What do you think he has to do, not only tonight, but, but moving forward throughout this season and to, to have a real shot at this permanent gig? Well, I think he's got a real shot at it, and I, I, I'm getting tired of you know, seeing people say, well, I hope Mickey gets, the, gets a chance. Well, he's getting that chance, and I think mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, from my observations, he's made the most of every opportunity, and he's made – I mean, at least publicly, I can't, sit, I can't say that I've seen many wrong steps – I can't see that he had said anything wrong. Um, so I think that everything that he has done has been, you know, has been in the right direction and he's making the most of the opportunity that has been, been given. If, if Nebraska wins out, he certainly gives uh, Trev Alberts a lot to think about. If they win three or four more games and become bowl eligible, I think for my money, that's probably enough. And, and I think that Trev probably more than anything is not necessarily looking at wins with Mickey. It's the development. And I've said it many times, Mickey developed his career as a coach by taking every necessary step to get where he's gotten. It has not been given to him. He was handed the interim title job, but every job that he's had, he has worked and he has earned every step that he has made. And I think through the process of the next several weeks as, as Nebraska goes on and Nebraska continues to de- develop and he develops as a coach, I, I don't think it necessarily has to be a win or loss total, but I think it has to be purpose-driven, development shown, and I think that I think Mickey's going to make a real good case for himself no matter how many games he wins. But you get to a bowl game, and that'll be, uh, that'll be quite a statement. We're talking about Just- – Sorry, Chris, go ahead. Uh, No, you jump in here, Will. Just so you know, the Kansas connection for Lance Leopold has arrived at Hale Varsity Club. (laughs) Our our connection to Lawrence is here. Will, go ahead. We're talking to Bill Dolman. Bill, good to see you again. Uh, Nice shirt. Nice shirt. Um, Hey, I want to ask you about the the road game. You know, it's been two years, two seasons since we won a road game in the Big Ten. Does that worry you at all tonight? No. No, no, I, I, I don't. I, again, I'm, I'm kind of going back to Mickey's approach, and and just what I have seen. I, I think this team is has has a fresh start, and um, and this is just an opportunity to, to continue to do what they've do what they've done in the last two or three weeks in terms of development, and and um, getting behind the message that he has given. I, I don't, I don't think that they're not going to Columbus, Ohio. 
which would be an incredibly difficult place to play. They're not going to the big house and trying to say, yeah, we're going to go in and get it done and maybe not necessarily believe it. But I think that they believe that based on the way they played last week, it's time to go on the road and do what they did just five or six days ago. So I, I don't think that this is one of those road games that is necessarily uh, too big of a, of a challenge for them to, to tackle and, and, and maybe have some false belief or false bravado that we're going to go in and shock the world. They don't need to shock the world. They just need to play the way they did last Saturday, and they're going to win the game. Bill Dolman's with us here. And, Bill, on the flip side of things, though, what would send warning signs to the brain of Bill Dolman uh, if he saw it in the first quarter? What, what, what's lighting off the warning bells if, if Nebraska does or, or doesn't do this in the, the first quarter of the first half? Well, I, I think if Federal comes in, hurt hand or not, and, and goes, you know, like the, the kid from Georgia Southern um, or Ryan Helensky at Northwestern and hits his, you know, six of his first seven passes and marches him down the field 75 yards and the defense, you know, is getting burned by uh, an unheralded group of receivers. I think that's going to be problematic. Or if, if uh, uh, Rutgers does what I think they're going to do, and that's run the ball a lot, and Nebraska should expect that, and they still give up five, six, seven, eight, nine yards of carry, and you see those massive holes like we did against Northwestern, that'll be problematic. I don't have a lot of concerns about Nebraska's offense. Nebraska's been able to put points on the board. Uh, the, the offensive line, I think, has to have a big game and allow Anthony Grant and Gabe Urban and whoever else is back there in the backfield to pick up some yards, too. I think Nebraska's ground game has to maintain possession of the football. Nebraska needs three, four, five-minute drives, but if that defense does not show up and play like it did last Saturday against Indiana, and especially early, that whatever confidence they have might be pretty fragile. So if, if Rutgers has a good first quarter offensively, that could be problematic. Bill, to, to follow up that point, how, how fragile do you believe Nebraska is, or do you think there's more? If we're looking at a scale here, is the, the scale in favor of confidence right now, even though it's just been one win? I think Nebraska has reason to be confident, you know, especially offensively because you have put points on the board. Uh, Casey Thompson and Trey Palmer have been fantastic in coming through with big plays. And when other guys have needed to make a uh, reception, for the most part, they have. Oliver Martin in the second half last week had a couple of big plays back-to-back. Travis Volkolek, you know, we talk about Bedrill playing against – uh, Nebraska, you know, Volkolex going back, and uh, I, I would think that you're gonna, he, he's got to be a, a, a big factor in this game if you're going to move the ball. Not necessarily with 71-yard passes to Palmer, but 7-17-yard seven to passes to Volkolek. Uh, that could be pretty helpful to this team. So I, I don't think Nebraska needs to necessarily be unconfident or have fragile confidence about putting points on the board. But that defense – has got to come through and make plays and make smart plays. Don't get 15-yard penalties and all that uh, on third down and eight, and then you make a sack, and then you've got some dumb play downfield. Uh, they've got to play smart, but they have to play spirited defensively. Bill Dolman's with us, NBC Sports, Pride of Fairbury, the professor. Billy D, real quick prediction from you, bud, before we let you escape. And thanks again, as always, for jumping on with this beer and wings tomorrow are you in to watch some big 12 ball there's football on a saturday and we have nothing to do absolutely uh, <laughs> Done I, think deal. A, I think i think that'd be a great idea i thought you were going to ask me what soprano's character i thought you 
that I thought Nebraska was. I didn't know if you watched The Sopranos or not. Oh, my gosh. I'm hurt that you would even think that. But, okay. okay, so so who? Tom, Tom we, we, I've been told to hurry up. So who is it? Oh, okay. Okay, here. Um, what what, well, what character? Nebraska, of course, was junior, smarter than everybody, tougher than everybody, Tony Soprano. <laughs> we went through our Adriana years. We were just a complete hot mess for so long and got knocked around, right? I think we're AJ. I think we're oh, this no. precocious the precocious team with the identity of its head coach and Mickey Joseph. I like the precociousness of Nebraska right now. So I'm going to say AJ. Okay. I'd like to say Meadow just because she was smoking. But anyway, um, <laughs> score, score for tonight. Okay. This is the like one millionth anniversary of Georgia Tech's 222 to nothing win over Cumberland. What was that? 1862 or something like that? 220 to nothing. I believe it was 1882, right. but. 82? I think so. Okay, I'm going with that. History repeats itself. Bill, we love you. Appreciate you, brother. Go Big Red. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Big thanks for hanging out. Uh, still time to get here. Hail Varsity is at the Hail Varsity Club. We're presented by Currency. He is in Jersey and uh, does a great job covering Nebraska football. Brady Oltman's with us in the uh, New Jersey press box in Piscataway. How is Jersey treating you, Brady? Set the scene for us, brother. Uh, it's been good so far, really. It's a beautiful day for ball here. Fans are starting to, to file in. They're trying to make it a, a blackout, basically, with uh, all the festivities. Rutgers will be wearing all black uniforms, so it's it's a good night, uh, a good Friday night for some college football. And Brady, I've heard there is stripes on the pants for Nebraska. Might be the story of the day. Yeah, yeah, confirmed. Uh, red pants, uh, white stripes with the white tops with red stripes on the shoulders and the white helmets with uh, red stripe and red ends. So it's a, it's a jersey wow. off here in Jersey. That, that, that's, that's impressive. Uh, that is uber impressive. So what's what's the vibe you're feeling here? What's kind of taken note? Uh, what have you taken note of here with, aside from the jerseys, um, with the, uh, the the warm-ups here, the feel, the, the energy, the vibe around the team? Uh, the vibe is good. Uh, when I was down on the field earlier, it seemed like guys were really dialed in. Uh, I noticed Bill Bush was um, amicable to people, greeting, but then he went right back into game mode. Uh, still trying to make out the full travel roster the biggest shakeup it looks like tommy hill um switched jersey numbers and is working out a receiver in warm-ups so we'll see where he gets integrated in in the offense after being a you know cornerback for the first four games that's the biggest piece of intrigue so far that's kind of come out of warm-ups but uh, the guys look dialed in and ready to go any word on uh, what the offensive line looks like the starting five there was a lot of movement Last week, uh, obviously along the right side with Bryce Binhart and Hunter Anthony, I think that's a big question in my mind is who's going to get the start at right tackle. Um, and then also Corcoran at left tackle. Does he get back here after uh, being kicked out of last game? Is there any sort of, of disciplinary action there where he gets bumped from the starting lineup? Do you have eyes on who the, the starting five on the offensive line seems to be? Um, it looks like the same same as against Indiana. Uh, okay. Corcoran is dressed up in uniform. I know that uh, Nebraska turned in the tape to the Big Ten on the quote-unquote punch from last week. Uh, 
I hadn't heard anything back on that the concrete, but he is all dressed up in, in full pads and warming up right now, so I'd imagine that he'll be able to play in some capacity tonight. Um, but yeah, other than that, it looks like they're going to start, or at least most of the game will be looking at the same personnel on the offensive line this last game. Brady Altman's with us. He is live in Piscataway in the press box. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Will Wilson, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow here at the Hale Varsity Club. Uh, a spot for you if you want to come watch Nebraska Rutgers, burgers, beer, wings. Uh, we invite you. Not uh, New York-style pizza. Have you had that yet? Uh, no, we didn't stop over there, but we um, walked around Rutgers campus a little bit earlier today on the, the full campus, the one a little bit closer to Manhattan and everything just across the river. And it was really pretty campus. Credit to them. I really liked it. So some keys for you tonight. What do you think Nebraska needs to do? We uh, know about penalties. Good question on the offensive line. Can you protect? But overall, game plan-wise, what do you think Nebraska can go to work offensively? I'd, I'd like to see them kind of go over the top early. Um, Rutgers' rush defense is really stout, potent. That's going to be one test for them. So I'd like to see Nebraska kind of not go face-to-face -face with that right away. Get your go over the top and stretch out the defense a little bit more so where it's easier to run the ball. I think that'll be important. And then on the other side, um, you're going to have, it looks like two good running back or running quarterbacks. Noah Vedral is going to start for Rutgers, but he started last week and left after the first drive. So we'll see um, in how long he stays out there, but they're going to have to adjust to a running quarterback, whoever's out there for Rutgers. So Nebraska's defense is going to have to be disciplined and stay aware for all of that. So those are my two. Another talking point this week, Brady, has been Nebraska's true first road test, if you can call it that. And uh, A, I want to get you, your take on what the stadium looks like right now, uh, how much red is there. With, with it being a blackout, I think the Husker fans and the Rutgers fans are going to stand out from each other. And then well, what kind of crowd are we, are we seeing in Rutgers? Is there is there juice around the stadium? Or are they filling in early? Or are they going to be a late-arriving crowd? What does it look like on scene in Piscataway in terms of what Nebraska is going to be facing tonight with this first true road test? Uh the the stadium itself is really cool uh this is my first time being here and i kind of like the the intimate atmosphere of it it's a condensed um down everything's kind of down a level so that makes it um, a unique challenge um but right now still about a half hour to kick off their seats are pretty empty and people are filing in so i think it might be a late arrival crowd but you know five five minutes into the game you're probably going to see it as full as it'll probably get Brady Altman's with us. He is in New Jersey, Piscataway Press Box. Uh, as he's on site, on location, dare we say, on assignment, covering Nebraska. He's, he's actually on assignment. He is time. actually on assignment. We have bothered him. Uh, Hale Varsity here at the Hale Varsity Club Roadshow Friday. So who's, who's the guy defensively that's got to be big for Nebraska tonight? Um... You know, I'd like, if I had to pick one, I'd, I'd point to, to Caleb Tanner. I thought he had kind of a quiet night last week. Um, didn't really stand out as much as others against Indiana, so I'd, I'd like to see him stand out and do a little bit more. Um, you know Garrett's going to be there. You know Ty had a big night last week, but um, Caleb would be one, I think. If he has a good night, that's a good night for the defense. Do you think Nebraska will, will get exotic? You got to be 
disciplined with that 11 on 11. I mean, Bush has drilled it all week with the the running quarterback aspect of things. But Nebraska got lined up. They played way, way faster. They were confident in what they were asked to do. Uh, Was there a little bit more uh, given to this equation this week? Do you think they, 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 they bumped up a level from 101 to 102 maybe? Well, I think that's the big question. The attitude is there. The um, the consistency for mentality. The coaches were pretty pleased with that throughout practice this week. It's just going to be a matter of maintaining that kind of mental edge, staying fresh, focused, as the coaches have been pleased that they've done, and staying disciplined because you've got a mobile backfield. A misassignment here or there can really, you know, prolonging a drive and disappoint. So they've got to they've got to really stay in it and try not to buckle as much as possible. Brady, what is your concern level with the amount of penalties we saw last week against Indiana? Uh, as I go, went back and rewatched the game, I didn't think there was anything egregiously bad from these, this refereeing crew that they set a standard early that they were going to call the game pretty tight. and going to call ne- everything? And, and neither team really adjusted. So I don't think you can put that on the refs last week. It was just a very tight football game from, from that refereeing crew. What is your concern level moving forward, not just tonight, but, but uh, in, into future weeks? That really hadn't been a problem previously in the season. And then it really reared its ugly head last week, made that game. Well, it was still more watchable than Broncos-Colts, but it was, it was a pain to watch at times. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought it was really interesting. Um, Mark Whipple kind of talked this week in practice that that was one of his frustrations was they didn't have any penalties against Northwestern. You know, weeks later, they're getting more penalties. It shouldn't be like that. So it sounds like they've really made that a focus and emphasis in practice to clean that up. And I don't know, there's not going to be very many games where you can give up triple digits worth of penalty yardage and win. So I think they can't. They might not be in a position to do that again this week, so we'll we'll see how that turns out. But I've, it sounds like it's really been an emphasis, and coaches are really going to harp on that to turn it around. I'm going to channel my sophomore humor and and ask what SHI Stadium stands for. <laughs> um, I can't. I know it's I'm, I know it's an acronym for something, but it's like a software securities oh. uh, firm. So. So it's software securities. Yeah, You're just missing a letter. We're just missing a letter. Yeah, they need to add and technologies to the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tip your waiters. Try the veal. Yeah, there we have it. Uh, okay, Brady, uh, last thought here before we let you get back to, to work, and thanks for joining us from the press box as always. Uh with with Nebraska here, Casey Thompson's been uh, a thought I've had. Great ball game last week. Didn't have the pick, red zone pick, and on top of that, after uh, you get a, a takeaway there, do you worry about his performance tonight against that Rutgers secondary? That Rutgers D's been pumped up. They're top twenty in the country. That's great, but they have six interceptions. Is Nebraska gonna ask Casey to manage, or are they gonna ask him to play make? I th- I think they they're approaching it the same as any other. Um, they I know Casey's pretty much been amped and said I'm going to play no matter what. I'm going to play it until they cart me out of here. So they trust Casey. He's the guy. Uh, they might pull him out again. The same thing that they did last time for a couple of plays to see the game from the sidelines again. But he wants to go, and I I can't imagine that they'll put any halters or reins on him at all. They'll. He'll be Casey. They'll let him be Casey to where he's comfortable. And 
I I don't know. I just don't really see them putting any more limitations on him than usual. Brady Oltman's with us. HailVarsity.com and Magazine. At Brady Oltman's on Twitter. Follow him. He is in Piscataway on site. Him and Aaron Sorensen doing a great job uh, covering for Hale Varsity at uh, at uh, Rutgers as Nebraska tried to make it two in a row. Good story you had up, Brady, and uh, that's well detailed the amount of time it's been between back-to-back wins for Nebraska in conference. Did that blow you away over 1,400 days? Um, <laughs> it's, I don't know. The days all blend together, but it seems like an eternity. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, Brady, before we get you out of here, one piece of recommendation. I saw it on Food Network years ago. I hear you got to get a fat sandwich at Rutgers. It comes piled high with chicken strips, mozzarella sticks, french fries, and I think maybe cheesesteak too? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was the stop today for lunch. It came <laughs> with a cheap cheesesteak, mozzarella sticks, chicken strips, the whole works. Came with a nap is what it came with. Good work. <laughs> Brady, take care. Safe travels, but thank you for the time. I appreciate it. There he is, Brady Oltman's checking in from the press box at Piscataway at SHI Stadium. We'll get the forecast. It's on the way. Klausburn, he's imaginary. He wears red. We're here at the Hale Varsity Club. We're presented by Currency. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut, preteen Swedish boy. Roadshow Friday, Hale Varsity here at the Hale Varsity Club. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, he is giving me garbage. That that rejoins says in his 30s. Once upon a time, I was in my 30s. Uh, Walt emails in Chris at HaleVarsity.com. We're keeping with this character theme Friday. Uh, it is the Sopranos Bowl tonight. Nebraska in New Jersey. The Fighting Tony Sopranos. Rutgers, as James Gandolfini, God rest his soul, led Rutgers out. Uh, the first tenure of Shiano out of the tunnel in one of the bowl games. I think that was Shiano's second or third season there. So uh, Wald says that Nebraska is Uncle June. Nebraska represents Uncle Junior. Dolman said he's Nebraska football right now, character-wise, is AJ. Um, I think um, right now, until they flip, start winning some games, they've been a lot of talk for a long time. They've been, um, oh, uh Gosh. Uh, the Ducks. The not, ducks. not the Ducks. <laughs> uh, I'm sticking with What's that. his name? The uh, the character, the dark-haired guy. That's <laughs> so wrong. Uh, season two. Adriana's uncle. Yeah, you're, you're, I'm, I'm not going to care. The guy that was dating Janice. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I, I'm in trouble. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's get to the forecast. That was bad. Uh, we welcome in Claus Byrne with the Friday forecast. Claus, how are we doing? I'm doing okay. I'm uh, ready for this game, so I woke up this morning, got myself a gun, because apparently that's what you do in New Jersey when you're not gymming, tanning, or laundrying. So I think I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty set. Claus, well played there with some Jersey Shore and the opening lyrics. Let's get to the forecast, shall we? And Nebraska and Rutgers will wind that down towards the end of the show. 
But Tennessee, they were at LSU. Tennessee's favorite, Bama looms in Rocky Top. How you feeling? Elijah, start us off. I like Hendon Hooker. I think that's all I got to say. I think you that, like hookers. No, no, no. Hooker, singular, singular. I like hooker. Um, <laughs> so you like A. Let's move on. Let's move on. You're, you're throwing me off here. I've lost my prediction completely now. But I, I do think Tennessee wins this game. I do think they cover. I think the quarterback play gets it done for them. Uh, and uh, I'm going to take Tennessee winning this ball game, 42 to 31. I like Tennessee on the road as well. LSU's not quite there yet, and I think there's going to be uh, plenty of points for Tennessee. 31 to 28 win, but a push. Will, what do you say? Yeah, I like the way you guys are thinking. I got Tennessee. I'll go 34 to 20. Uh, Uncle Richie is who I was talking about. It came to me. Forgive me. Claus, what do you like here? Tennessee or LSU? Well, I'd like, I I too like uh, one particular hooker, uh, much like <laughs> Elijah. And Hendon, I think, is a pretty good quarterback as well. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just really, I think you boys will understand if I'm a little gun-shy about the performance of former Central Florida coaches in big games. Oh, man. I mean, seriously, what is... What has George O'Leary done since 2015? Nothing. (laughs) But on the other side of that, I'm not sure I can trust a guy who puts on a fake voice just to pander to an audience, so can't pick Brian (laughs) Kelly either. So I'll go Tennessee 35 and LSU 28. That was a meta joke. I like that one. TCU (laughs) at Kansas. Game day. It's all set up. It's all set up for the fall for Kansas. Give me TCU and uh, a big win, 31-17, the win and cover for the Frogs. Yeah, I'm with you, Schmitty. I don't think this Kansas defense is good enough to keep TCU in check. I I think the Magic's got to stop at some point for Kansas, and I think this is the week. they got a tough stretch of games coming up. I think TCU gets this one done, much like you. I had this at 34-17, TCU getting the win. Well done. Will, what do you say here? Jayhawks or TCU? Yeah, I think TCU wins, but I like Kansas to cover. I I think they keep it close. I'll go 28-24 TCU. Claus, going the Jayhawks, or you going TCU? Uh, I believe I believe college game day is going to be at this game, correct? Yes, yes, sir. Nice to see them branch out of the southeastern portion of the country. It feels like they probably felt outside of about 14 cities. Birds must fly upside down because there's nothing worth even defecating on. So good for them for getting out of their comfort zone. <laughs> But I, I believe the birds will not be enjoying themselves, whether they're flying right side up or not. Horn Frogs 35 and Kansas 21. To Ames we go. Kansas State, the fighting Adrian Martinez is minus one and a half. This line, no way. Give me Iowa State all day outright, and uh, the music stops again for K-State. And uh, give me uh, the Cyclones 31-21 over Kansas State. Shmini, I got this game a little bit closer than you, but I agree with you. I think uh, Iowa State gets the win at home. Uh, I don't see why Kansas State is favored really uh, at all. Uh, I think Iowa State's still a good football team. Maybe some recency bias there in this line could be a good spot to, to buy low on Iowa State. I, I, Iowa State winning this game 24-21. to It's still going to be close, but they get it done. Tell me what you think, Will. Yeah, I got 42. Uh, let's go 42-33 Iowa State. 
Claus, you going with the Cats or the Cyclones? Well, I think I'm going to take a page out of your book, Christopher. Well, maybe not your book because you don't have too many of them. You know, you really don't <laughs> want to see your ex-girlfriend do too well after they leave you. So I'll pick Iowa State in this one, <clears throat> 24, and Kansas State, 21. All right, roll tide, Bama, minus 24. A&M's a mess. They're already talking buyout next year for Jimbo. Why not? That's a lot of points. We don't know about the Heisman winner for Alabama. It may not matter. Saban's in full grip mode. Uh, This is revenge. And it's going to be uber cold for for Bama. Uh, Bama 45, A&M 10. Big time roll tide. Wow. I also have Bama putting up 45 points in this one, but if I'm going to uh, to maybe make a sin of a Friday forecast, I'm going to predict a push. 45-21, Bama gets the victory, but they push on a 24-point spread. Well, yeah, I don't have a score prediction. Just give me uh, A&M to cover. Okay. A&M to cover, okay. Mm, there you go. All right, what do you say, Klaus? Well, I appreciate uh, the radio in Nebraska not being as crazy as it is down south, I suppose that you fellas heard about the guy who called into Paul Feinbaum saying instead of paying Jimbo's buyout, they ought to hire a hitman. Yeah, I did. <laughs> They're cheaper. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Well, I will say, and I don't want to give anybody ideas, but this might, this might be the weekend for him to do it. <laughs> hire a local in Tuscaloosa they'll never be able to pin it on them because all the DNA in that area is the same so <laughs> I'll take Bama in this one 42 and A&M 14 Claus hang on for us we'll get our Nebraska picks Hale Varsity winding down a Friday road show here at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista. Claus always brings it, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, my goodness, the uh, the DNA smack. Nebraska predictions next, Hale Varsity, presented by Currency. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Well, this is good. Frazier star Kelsey Grammer is on hand tonight. Still alive? Yeah, he's rebooting it. So shows what I know about pop culture. It's okay. Uh, he's not young. Uh, let's uh, get back to the Friday forecast and wrap it up here with Nebraska and Rutgers. Clausburn continues. Claus, thank you for hanging on, sir. Well, I'm happy to do it. I, I do want to say, with all the hooker talk in the last segment, I thought we were maybe setting up to pick the SMU game, but as I understand, they... <laughs> They already played this week. I'm going to predict a bad week for SMU. How's that for clairvoyance? (laughs) There there we go. Uh, We'll start going here. I will say Nebraska tonight gets the win. Nebraska gets the cover. Nebraska 27. Rutgers 20. Okay, seven-point victory for Nebraska. I believe that covers the line. If you if you buy the alternate line, I don't know. I don't know if you buy it up. I'm not sure if that covers or not. But I'm also going to go with the Husker win here, Schmitty, as I think there's just going to be too much offense from this Husker team. Rutgers is not going to do well playing from behind. It comes down to can Nebraska jump out, get a first-half lead, and, and, and sit on that lead. I think they will. I got Nebraska wire-to-wire, wire, a 31-21 to 21 victory for the Huskers tonight. 
All right, 10-point win, says Elijah. What do you say, Will Wilson? I got to stick with my prediction from earlier today on, on the show I do. And I, I hate doing this, especially with Clausburn on the phone. I just, I'm, I'm worried about us playing a road game and trying to win a road game for the first time in, in two seasons. It, it worries me. I think it's a close game. I'm, I'm, don't hate me, guys. We're going 26-20 Rutgers. Okay. Hey. 20, how do you get to 26? Is that a touchdown plus three? Or wait. Wait. Uh, two touchdowns and four field goals? Yeah. Rutgers is 44% in the red zone, touchdown wise. Okay, okay, there's the stat. He did his work. The morning <laughs> hookup, Will Thank Wilson. Bang. You. Claus, what say you, brother, here? Give us what you think. Well, no one ever accused Elijah of being a math major, and Will, good <laughs> luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> you know, Rutgers likes to claim... They were the ones that invented college football. Of course, the first game was played by Rutgers in Princeton. But outside of that, what has the state of New Jersey given us besides Mike Rozier, an insane pronunciation of Capicola, and something called a snooky? Christopher, are you aware of what a snooky is? I've never heard of this. I know who Snooky (laughs) is, yes. With that said, I predict a. With that said, I predict a Nebraska win, and Casey Thompson falls in love with Natalie Portman as they bond over their love of quirky music and shared trauma. So, Nebraska thirty-one, and Rutgers seventeen. Claus says two touchdowns. Bang! There it is. Yeah, we're, we're going to throw the Natalie Portman thing to the side. You need to explain that one to me. I'm confused too. What the hell, man? It's all right. Some sort of Jersey movie. You boys need to watch more Zach Braff films. Zach Braff. Okay. 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 Klaus, behave yourself. Thank you so much. Garden State, for goodness sake. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Klaus is disappointed in us. All right. There it is. It's got an 86% of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, Might have to do it. Hey, we are back here at halftime uh, on all the stream channels for a halftime hit, and then Real Red Reaction follows here. From the Hale Varsity Club, we invite you out. Still a seat or two left for you on a see Nebraska Rutgers cold beer, great wings, the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista. Will, love you, bud. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon with Hale Varsity presented by Currency.